0: Welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Wednesday, May the 18th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's joy today, my friends. Thank you for being present with me today as we break open. Gosh, just a wonderful gospel. So, uh, eight verses. We're going to pick up exactly where we left off yesterday. So, we've gone through John chapter 14. You remember, again, that we are on Jesus' Last Supper Discourse. And uh, and so that takes up chapters 13 through 17. We are going to be in the very heart of it. Right now we are in chapter 15, which, oh my gosh, it's it's hard to, to, to beat what we're going to see in chapter 15, and it kicks off today. So uh, for those following along, I am going to read out of the message. Today, Eugene Peterson's translation, it's going to be John chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. So let's break open God's word together today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. I am the real vine, and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. And every branch that is grape-bearing, he prunes back so it will bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message I have spoken. Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you cannot bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine. You are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation, intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. But if you make yourself at home with me, And my words are at home in you. You can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how sure that whatever you ask will be listened to. (laughs) Excuse me. Let me try that again. This is how my father shows who he is when you produce grapes when you mature as my disciples. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, this gospel, I think, is so... The imagery that Jesus uses here, I think, is so beautiful. Because it really stands out on its own, doesn't it? It really just simply creates that imagery where it's like, I get it. I get it. I am the vine. You are the branches. Again, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to hold up the microphone with one hand and the book with the other. This is kind of very awkward, but I am the real vine and my father, the farmer, he cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. You know, I love that imagery because it's not saying um, he cuts off those who are not bearing grapes, and uh, and those who are, you know, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll prune. That it's not, okay, they over there aren't bearing grapes, so he's going to cut them off, but you over here are. I mean, it's not a sheep and goat separation. It's not a dichotomy as to who's in, who's out. Who are the good guys? Who are the bad guys here? What he says is, he cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. He cuts off those things within me, within my attitudes, within my words, within my thoughts, within my habits, within my intentions. All those things that are not of the kingdom, that are not born and bred of our God, he cuts off. And those that are uh, of God and for God and from God, right? He'll prune so that they continue to grow. And prune, I mean, we at least I I don't want to say what you, I get that image of of pain of of things being taken away, you know, and and so like God is this, um, you know, kind of a masochistic type. And, and I don't know that that's necessarily true. I hope and indeed, I, I suspect you do too. The very reason I think that <clears throat> we, we come to the gospel is so we can be pruned, right? Uh, the gospel doesn't change. We've said that often, right? I mean, honestly, this is the exact same gospel you have heard me read on the Wednesday of the fifth week of Easter last year. And it's the same gospel I read on Wednesday of the fifth week of Easter two years ago. I mean, this is my third cycle through the gospels, brothers and sisters. The gospel doesn't change. You know what does? We do. We do. Our circumstances change. Our our desires um, to live out that gospel change. Our understanding of God changes. That's what I think. Again, I think because I, I I can't say for sure. That's what I believe Jesus is pointing at here when he says, "Listen, every bit of us that is not of God, that is not uh, bearing fruit, he cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes, and every branch that is grape bearing, that desire to live, you know, and and please and and." Uh, to understand more and and to act that out in life more. All those he's going to prune so that maybe next year when I read this gospel, I can do it a smidgen better. And two years from now, when I hear it again, I can do even better than that. That it's a journey. It's not a linear one, but that it is is a movement forward uh, in my depth and understanding. I mean, because again, None of us, my friends, understand the length, the height, the breadth, and the depth of God. None of us. And, uh, and so I think our journey is opening ourselves to that more and more and more. Uh, and that, that whole image, brothers and sisters, where Jesus says, hey, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Uh, when you're joined with me and I with you, and I love this. Again, this is one of the reasons I used Peterson today. When you are joined with me and I with you, the the relation, intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. When the relationship, my friends, is intimate and organic, that it's not forced, that it's not done out of duty or loyalty. It's not done because when I was growing up, the nuns told me I had to do it, or my parents did, or I do it out of obligation now. When the relationship is intimate and we know each other on a real level, that there's no pretense, there's no masks. I'm sharing honesty and truth. I'm I'm opening up all those spaces in myself, that it's It's hard to open up because they're not pretty when the relationship is intimate and organic. Brothers and sisters, the harvest is sure to be abundant because God can work with that. He can't work with our pretense. He won't work with our obligation or our loyalty. Can God work with those things? Of course God can. God can do whatever God desires to do. If God can use Good Friday, God can use my obligation. God can use my duty. God can use whatever reasons I'm coming. But that harvest is going to be less than abundant, right? That harvest may be tenfold. But when it is intimate and organic, that harvest is sure to be abundant. But brothers and sisters, when we separate ourselves from that sap that runs through when we separate ourselves from the very life blood. Well, forgive me. I'm going to use the image because I think it's so good. When we separate ourselves from the flow and we take ourselves outside of it, we are nothing. We are just that. We are separated. That sap can only run through us when we are grafted onto the vine apart from it, we can do nothing. You know, there's a story, and again, I've told it probably handful of times over the course of these last two years, so forgive me if you've been a long-time listener, you're going to hear it again. If you're a new one, well, here comes a new story for you. Um, now, again, how I've heard it, uh, you know, again, be this uh, the, the original or not, uh, back in Chicago uh, years ago, so it would have been uh, during the 1900s, there was a uh, an, an exceptional preacher by the name, the name of D. L. Moody. And uh Moody was sitting at home uh one time and a person I'll say a person or a congregant of of his came to see him. And Moody was sitting in front of a roaring fire and the congregant came to see him. And they had some small talk for a while, but then ultimately the congregant said, Ah, uh, Pastor Moody, I just need to tell you um I've really been frustrated with uh, the, the church. I've really been frustrated with the, the teachings here that, uh, that I've been hearing. And I just need you to know that I will no longer be coming uh, to the church. Moody um, sat for a while, the two of them, just looking at the fire and contemplating the words that were told. And then eventually he went and he took out, he, Moody, took the pincers, Uh, that were by the fireplace. And he went over into the heart of this raging fire, and he pulled out a red-hot coal. And he took it outside of the fire and put it off to the side, put the pincers back, and went and sat uh, in the chair. And the two of them watched the fire again for a time in silence. And as they watched in silence... They saw that coal go from being red hot to white hot to cool and gray and eventually turn black. Moody didn't have to say a thing. After a time, the congregant looked at him and said, I'll be back at church this Sunday. Brothers and sisters, there is nothing magical Um. About uh, you know that hey I, I've got I've got to go to Christ and therefore, you know, again, forgive me, this is this is childish talk, you know and, and therefore he'll like me, you know and none of us think that. but some of us sometimes we act like that, that that I'm trying to earn this love the same way I try to earn because everything in this world we're trying to earn something. I, I mean, it's the very air we breathe. And our God says, no, all you need to do is be a part of me. All you need to do is stay within that flow to stay grafted onto my vine. Stay within the fire. I'll do the work. I'll fill you with the sap. I'll invite you into the dance. I will heat, be the very heat and life and energy flowing within you. But we need to make the decision to do it. Every day, right? Every day, will I be in this flow? Will I stay grafted onto the vine or not? You know, toward the end, and I'll, I'll end with this. And, and again, forgive me, I'm going to use another example that I've used probably a handful of times uh, just because I'm not smart enough to keep coming up with new examples. You know, this is the third trip through. But I love this image. Now, let me find it here for you. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. Brothers and sisters, that's how we stay grafted onto the vine. We need to make sure that we are at home. Oh, intimate and organic. I mean, really, those are the words. We need to make sure we are at home with God and our God is at home in us, that intimate, organic relationship. And if you've never read the book Fahrenheit 451, I need to reread it. I, I read it years ago, probably 10 dozen years ago. I was floored by how much I liked it um, and, and how scary it is, honestly, and in, in prophetic, but I won't even go down that road. But, uh, but the idea is at 451 is uh, at when temperature reaches that high, uh, thanks be to God, none of us have been around there, uh, it's when books would instantly uh, go into flame. And the idea is it's because censorship is going on and, uh, and books were being taken away. For whatever reason, read the book, you'll, you'll understand, again, marvelous, marvelous book. But uh, because all these books, all these wonderful uh, writings throughout the centuries have been taken away, I, I'll, I'll try not to give uh, away, but the main protagonist enters into a community. And at the end, toward the end anyway, he's introduced, and I'm going to do it in my own way. This may not be how, how the book itself is done, um, but, but you'll see where it's going. The protagonist enters into this community uh, where people have memorized the books. So it, it's, it's no longer an issue of uh, whether they have them on them or not, but they have become the very books. And so, in a sense, he goes up and, and introduces himself to somebody, and they say, Hi, I'm the 15th chapter of the Gospel of John. Or, Hi, I'm the first three chapters of A Tale of Two Cities. You know, that whole idea of that's that's what they know. And and together as a community, then they 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 recreate all these books, you know. But that's that idea of what our God is looking for us, that that he is at home within us. We are at home within God, but God is at home within us. That we become brothers and sisters, that 15th chapter of John. As I mentioned, that we become grafted onto that vine. And that flows through us in such a way that we become what we read. My friends, this is good, good stuff. Intimate and organic. If we can chew on that, if we can take a step toward that today, that we had not up until this point. Brothers and sisters, it's a good day. Let's pray. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. My friends, we are halfway through the week. May God bless you in every good way. Be well and God's peace.